Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 30 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. Dude, I've been working out my, my announcer voice when I'm driving around the car. That was pretty good, right? Dude, it was it gave me chills. Woo! First of all, 30 episodes? Are you kidding? I know, it's awesome. People doubted us. They said we couldn't do it. And here we are, 30 episodes later. Wait, who doubted us? I don't think anybody doubted us. I was just making that up. Oh wow, dang. So when it when do when do you give me my gift? <laughs> my 30th gift. <laughs> I, I just, I wish everyone could see what just happened. So we <laughs> we record this over video, as you guys know. And he goes, so when do I get a gift? And he takes his arms and puts them on his table with his fists under his chin like a little child looking for a cookie. <laughs> I would like a cookie, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so the 30th, the traditional 30th anniversary gift is the pearl. Oh, snap. The modern is the diamond. Well, I'm a pastor married to a teacher, so <laughs> I will send you a Chick-fil-A gift card. Some hey, Christian chicken. Nugs, man. And they go to nugs. be fried. Grilled. Jeremy. No. Jeremy. Grilled are the best. Dude. So I I I'm I'm gonna do this. Okay. Do it. Do it. There's another podcast out there called Unbelievable. Mm. And what they do is they they take like an, a Christian and an atheist, and they have very cordial debates with each other about different subjects. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to do another podcast that you can't find anymore because none of us wanted to pay the posting fee, but it was called Riot and Reason. And the whole idea of the show was deep conversations about God and culture from the shallow end of the pool. Mm. So we would, we would talk about deep things, but we'd also like do these weird things. Well, one of my friends in it loves debate and things like that. And so he firmly believes that Romans 9 does not point to Calvinism, specifically to unconditional election. And so he went on un- Unbelievable. That gets like millions of listens, I believe. And he debated the most well-known Calvinist of our age, James White. And it just came out this week, and it was fantastic. He, John recorded it in my office, and so I got to listen. I was like, dang. And like John, John creates video for a living. Like he, mm-hmm. he's going up against a guy that like has memorized the original language of how everything's written. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it was, it was good. So if you're out there, number one, you should listen to Unbelievable because scripture, scripture says that we need to have a defense for the joy that lives inside of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what an incredible, it's an incredible way for you to learn how to defend your faith in front of your friends and family that may not be where you are with the Lord. And so, and then specifically go check that episode out because my boy John went and he did work. Um, so it was, it was awesome. Very nice. Very nice. I'll have to check okay. it out. So <clears throat> we have mentioned for the last couple of weeks, you know, we've got a little, little partnership going on with Planning Center Online. The, the best. It is the best. Let's be honest. And say so, it, say like, it for me. It's debased. <laughs> I'll consider that my 30th gift. Okay. All right. Was my gift debased? <laughs> <laughs> you've seen nacho libre right okay i've seen parts of it and don't at me 
I know I need to watch it. At him right now. I've seen I've seen parts of it. And what uh, I've seen, I liked. There okay, are so, some tedious points of it. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> I've wanted to use, like, there's a clip from that movie and use it for a baptism announcement where, <laughs> where Nacho goes up to Esqueleto and goes, why are you not baptized? <laughs> why are you always on me? Because I believe in science. And he has a little thing of water and he goes up to him. And he grabs his head, slams it down into this bowl of water and goes, Felicitares. <laughs> so, like, as a baptism, like, announcement, you know, to get people who maybe haven't been baptized yet. Why have you not been baptized? <laughs> okay. So, we have been in a partnership with uh, Planning Center Online for the last couple of weeks. And so, here's the deal. I get it. Most of you that are listening to this podcast are probably using Planning Center the services app to be able to uh, schedule out your uh, volunteers to plan your services and to do all of your communication that way. And we all agree it's the best. Nobody else can even touch it. Years ago, we had a church management software team here that was not planning center. They had met with all the ministries to see, Hey, what do you need? They came into the worship ministry. They said, using planning center. And we went, yep. They went, keep using it. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Yeah, they were just like, keep on going with it. Okay, so you've heard us say it a couple of different times. The people suite with Planning Center is free. Free. And so. Gratis. If you're not using it, you should be. So like, here's a great example of like how you can use it within the context of maybe your your church. Uh, Let's say you're on staff or maybe you've got a visitation team. So there is something within Planning Center people suite called workflows. Workflows are an automated process that you can develop with inside a planning center for follow-up, for care, for all kinds of different things. So yesterday was my day to be on call for a visitation. So in the morning, an email went out from the congregational care office that said, hey guys, nobody visit in the hospital today. So I planned my day accordingly. I'm out getting my hair cut uh, out on the beach. And when I get done, I pick up my phone and all of a sudden it says, you have a new workflow. And I went, oh, so I open it up and look. And sure enough, while I was uh, getting my haircut, a lady had been admitted to, into the hospital. And suddenly all that our congregational care person had to do was to go in, pick that person, assign it to me. And now there's a fully automated process for this lady's follow-up, right? So I see she's in the hospital. It gives me her room number, what's going on and all those different things. So I go to the hospital. I visit with her. When I get done, I go to my workflow. I put in notes about what my experience was with that person. And then it even allows you to go through and like, hey, where do I want that note to stay with this person's profile? Is it in the general section? So that way people can, um, anybody can see it. Or maybe it's just, hey, they shared something a little bit more personal. And so it only goes so the pastors can see it, depending on how you set up your, your permissions. So here's what's super cool. I do that, right? And then um, I go through and I say, I click complete step. Immediately, it sends all that information to the congregational care office, where then somebody else is automatically assigned in, uh, I think it's 14 days, send, uh, place a phone call to check back in with them. And then 30 days later, send them a note. And then you go through and you can complete it. So little setup on the front end. And now you have a full follow-up process for somebody getting into the hospital that's fully automated to make sure you took care of that person. And did I mention it's free? I was just going to say, gosh, how much did that amazing process cost you, Jer? 
a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. It costs you nothing. nothing. Nada. So I'm going to say again: if you're not using Planning Center online, you're crazy because it is debased. <laughs> Use it. All right. Well, let's jump into the first segment of the Worship Leader Props Podcast that we like to call our MVPs. Oh my gosh, every now and then Jeremy hits me with some vocals. Puts a little <laughs> bit of the business on it. And Dude, if I, it was up to you, I would sing in every episode. You would. You would sing the entire episode. I think we need to do an episode where you sing the Frank Five questions to somebody. Dude, what if we did a whole episode where it was a musical? Oh, my word. So you remember the show Scrubs? Yes. They did. They had a whole episode that was musical, and it was fantastic. What we need to do it. And it needs to be somebody with a cannon. Like, we should have done it with next week's episode oh, yeah. kim walker smith but we'll uh, we'll find somebody maybe you and one of your bffs maybe we bring you know, sandy patty back on and you can sing with her well i keep begging mr probs to set up a little group text with me and sandy and him so i can send funny things to her but he won't do it so so he is he is my roadblock to best friendship with sandy patty <laughs> Well, hey, let's jump into our MVP portion of our podcast. Uh, during this 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 time on the on the podcast, what we do is uh, we like to recognize those who are just really um, doing well and excelling in ministry all over the world. Um, and so it's been really easy. If you would like us to recognize your MVP, if you would go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the MVP tab. Uh, we have a quick little form that you can fill out and submit that person in. And so we'll go through all of them and then we will read and acknowledge them live here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. So Mr. Probs, who are we recognizing this week? Today, our MVP is Jonathan Thompson. And this comes to us from Jared Nelson, Chartel Church of God, which I believe yeah. is Oklahoma, I think. Uh, so he serves, uh, Jared serves, sorry, Jonathan serves, uh, he plays keys and he serves in children's ministry production. And the MVP nomination says, Jared is a junior in high school. He began serving on the production team of our children's ministry when he was in eighth grade. He wow. learned how to build a presentation in ProPresenter and run sound and lighting that we use in children's worship. He also began doing this for our student ministry not long after he learned how to run kids' worship. He has since become a major part of our student ministry's worship team playing keys. He also plays keys for two weekends in our Sunday services. He spends every weekend in either our children's ministry or on stage in our main service and every Wednesday playing keys. He goes above and beyond what is asked of him and is an amazing young man who can do great things for God. So, Jared? No. Jonathan? Jonathan, right? We salute you. Wait, is it Jared or Jonathan? Are we cutting this out? I don't know. It's kind of funny. Well, it, it's unclear to me, but I'm going to say Jared. Okay. Jared, we salute you. We, we definitely salute you. Either either way, they're saluting. They're saluted. Saluted. <laughs> Consider so yourselves you. saluted. 
Thank you so much for uh, sending that in. So again, you can go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the MVP tab and fill it in that way. And we would just super appreciate it. Or you can send us an email at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. All right. It is time for my favorite portion of the podcast that we like to call sliding into the DMs. Just kidding. That we like to call our prayer concerns. Well, in this segment of the podcast, um, we like to take a little bit of time and read all of the complaints that we get on our connection cards during the weekend services. Um, we always laugh because we, we we intentionally put on the back of our connection cards, you flip it over and it says, how can we pray for you? And instead, people will list all the things that we're doing wrong in the church and how they don't like it. So uh, we like to do this not because we're trying to make fun of people or anything like that, but it just... I think it makes our worlds just feel a bit smaller because sometimes when we're when we're stuck in our context and in our ministry, you think, am I the only one that's going through this? And the reality is you're not. And so um, if you'd like to submit those to us, if you can go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com, you can send us an email with those. And then you can also hit us in our DMs. Mr. Probs, hit me. Hit me. Hit me with some concerns. Hit me with the concerns. <laughs> we're all in this together, fam. We're so, all in this together. <laughs> did I just sing High School Musical? Maybe. You did. I didn't know what it was, but it was it was uh, scintillating. Thank you. Okay. Why is, it the production, why is it the production guy does all the singing? <laughs> and the guy who gets paid to sing for a living never sings. I just, I love it. I love well, it so much. So, okay. Glad you do. Prayer concern number one. Number one. This is a back and forth conversation. So churchgoer, man, I wish y'all would do songs we could clap to. Why do all the worship leaders need to sing such slow songs all the time? Me, we do them all the time. Churchgoer, I never, I never hear them. Me, you do know I can see everyone in the congregation from the platform, right? Churchgoer, yes, why does that matter? Me. When you come in for the last five to 10 minutes of worship every week, you're going to miss all the fast songs. <laughs> churchgoer. Oh, said churchgoer is my father-in-law. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I roasted. love it so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that a thing in your church? Do, do a lot of people come in after the worship? Um, there are a few, um, I have a guy in my church who gets up and leaves when the worship starts and he comes back when it's over. Okay. Then we have, we have people who bring, like, I understand needing a donut. I love donuts. I've said that before. I love donuts. I love them. Yeah. I love them. But we have family that comes in late every week. Okay. They walk a, totally across the front of like right by the stage in front of the whole congregation. Yeah. Each of them has a plate of donuts. And I mean like five donuts on every plate. Oh my and, gosh. And so it's to the point where like, while I'm leading, I just look at them. My eyes just follow them. As they, yeah. As they walk right in front of us. So, you know, people come, my pastor gives people so much grief because our last service on Sunday is at 1130. Yeah. And he will say to them, 
come on now. If you can't, you can't be on time for a service that starts at 1130. Yeah. Hey, true or false, the family with the plates of donuts are the clumps. <laughs> Here's the thing. They're not. Really? They're like super fit. Like, I don't understand how that works because if I ate that many donuts, I would be a clump. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number two, prayer concern number two. We got a connection card turned in that said our pastor should, quote, stop trying so hard to be hip like Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't don't know if they meant peanut M&Ms or Slim Shady because this was in 2016 when neither of them were trending. Oh. (laughs) It's like last week. I know, Flo Rida. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, number number three. Okay. Number three, everything your vocal team did during Holy, 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 I hated it. It sounded like y'all were stomping in the mud with rubber boots. <laughs> yeah, rubber boots. I don't know where that comes in, but it doesn't sound like it was pleasing to that person. <laughs> okay, I think this is number four. I think so too. I was told I should get a left handed piano. <laughs> what it's like remember remember the one where the lady said can we just turn the subwoofer around (laughs) exactly or your treble bass or your (laughs) (laughs) i'm all about that treble bass (laughs) i'm laughing too much i forget this number five number five yeah number five one guy told me the volume of my piano was giving him vertigo Oh my gosh. That one that one rings right up there with the corn allergy. That is yeah. So the the loudness of the piano is messing with the crystals inside of his ear. Apparently. And he's got vertigo. Vertigo. Okay, last one. Last prayer concern. Episode 30. Bottom of the pudding cup. (laughs) A wise woman's one. A wise woman once said to me, quote, I love it when they mute your mic so we can actually get a hold of God. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is toxic, man. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Dude. Pretty brutal. (laughs) Have you seen? I I saw a meme on Facebook today. And on one side, it was, uh, I don't know the one the, the I think she's like the dragon lady or something in Game of Thrones. I don't I don't really know. I don't watch nor condone that show. Uh, and then on the the right side, it's Thor, and it's the girl side is like making fun of something in the service, and it's Thor going, "Yeah, well, your eyebrows aren't the same." <laughs> <laughs> That's become a very popular. Um... Side by side. I needed, we need to do one of those. I did. I know. All right. Well, thank you so much for continuing to brighten up our weeks with your prayer concerns. And hey, I hope it makes you feel like you're not alone and that there's this big, um, just group of people that have the same struggles 
as you do. And so send us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com, and we'll read those live on the air. And as, as you can see, we don't ever say your name, and we'll never give your church's name. So these are completely anonymous. Well, let's get into our final portion of the podcast before we jump back into our interview with Miss Candace Payne that we like to call sliding into the DMs. Week after week, um, as we manage this this Instagram account, that is, by the way, at Miss Probs, what's our number now? It is. Sorry, I should have had it. 46. Point nine thousand followers. Forty six point nine thousand. So we are a mere a little over three thousand followers away from sharing the identity of Mr. Probs himself. Lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. You know, there used to be an SNL sketch about a dating website called Lowered Expectations. Never heard that's, of that. That's, you need to. That's you need to lower your expectations. Yeah, because here's the deal. Like you know, is he superstar? Yes. Does Lincoln Bru- does Lincoln Brewster look up to him? Maybe. So you know, I just I don't want you to be destroyed when you find out you know that he's actually the man behind all the men and women that are out there leading. Oh, boy. Well, hey, let's jump into sliding into the DMs. So each week as we uh, manage this this Instagram account, we get a lot of questions in the DMs of people needing some help, some advice, some prayer. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for trusting us with those. And um, so if you ever feel like you need some prayer, obviously you can go and give us a, a DM. Sometimes we'll write back. We've even sometimes we'll send some little audio messages uh, to pray over you guys. And that's a big deal for us that you would allow mm-hmm. us to uh, be a part of your journey. And so uh, in this portion of the podcast, we will take one of those questions that we have gotten uh, this week or in the last couple of weeks and have a little bit more time to chat about them on the air on the podcast. And so, Mr. Probs, what are we dealing with this week? Well, we say a lot that um, our followers are on the younger end of the scale. And so we get this question a fair amount of the time. Being young, the older people at my church don't take me seriously. Hmm. Yep. Which that, that just the question kind of hurts my hurts my heart a little bit. I'm sorry that yeah. that has been your experience. Um, you know, I I here's the deal: like everything, everything flows out of your relationship with Jesus. Yep. Your leadership, uh, both leading uh, teams and leading people as yep. well as your worship leadership. It should just be an outflow of what is an outgrowth of what, what's happening in private. Um, man, we had some great conversations with Paul Balash back early on in the podcast. Go yeah. listen to those episodes. Um, so I, I think as you uh, grow into your leadership, you know, to practice those things in private that you're going to be doing in public. That's right. And lead lead authentically, you know, and and don't don't be afraid to stand on uh, you know 1 Timothy 4:12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Set an yep. example for the believers in speech, conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. And I will say when I was younger, um my fuse was much shorter and so uh you know, this was 
back in the days before we had email and voicemail and all those things. And so we were writing letters. And so it was not C- uncommon. Carrier pigeons. For, do what? Carrier, carrier pigeons. Carrier right. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. So it Telegrams. Was not, it was not... <laughs> It was not uncommon for me to come in on Monday morning and read something, read a uh, like an OG prayer concern uh, on our <laughs> our connection card, and you know fire off a letter to somebody. Yeah, learn from my mistake. Yeah. Okay. Learn from my mistake. Don't do that. Um, just just know that you know hurting people hurt people. We've said that before on here as well. Um, and so, like many times, there is. There's there's some kind of hurt that uh, their criticism could be coming from. Yeah. Now, also, don't be afraid to take a look in the mirror. You know, I've had to do that before as well. You know, I, I I've had uh, team members several years ago come to me and say, "Hey, um, you're you're hammering preparation, but you're not giving us the tools to be prepared." If it's that kind of a of a conversation, be willing to have take a long look in the mirror and say, okay, what could I be do? What, what more could I be doing, uh, to, to lead in that way? Um, but if it's just somebody saying, Hey, you're young, I don't respect you, or you haven't lived. I don't respect you or whatever. I would encourage you to just be faithful, be consistent in your leadership, uh, be authentic in your leadership and, um, leave that, leave that to the Holy spirit. Uh, to change and convict their heart. Yeah, I would have to say um, I, I I concur with absolutely everything that Mr. Probs has has said. Um, I've been in leadership. I've been in church leadership since I was on in a staff capacity since I was 29, um, and then when I was about 26, I was um, leading young adult ministry here. And even before that, when I was in the corporate world. Um, I was the plant manager of a, of a, of a very large company when I was in my early twenties. So I've always been in a position where I have been leading people at a very young age. And I think what's really important in, in that first Timothy verse that you, that you, that you brought up is where it talks about setting an example. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're trying to set that example, like, I feel like 10% of how people are going to form their respect And their willingness to follow you as a leader actually happens on stage. Mm -hmm. I I would say 80 to 90% of that is going to be as they're watching how you act off stage. That's good. When you're not in the booth behind the console. Um, An older gentleman a long time ago as a pastor said, you know, it's interesting. The people that I respect when it comes to leadership, they're the ones that like take ownership. So like um, if they see somebody carrying a bunch of things into the church building, do they stop what they're doing to go over and open up that door for them? Mm. Um, let's say you go into the bathroom and you wash your hands. Um, the people that have ownership and that you seal with some are the ones that like, after they wash their hands, they'll, they'll dry them off the paper towels, and then grab an extra paper towel and then wipe down the, 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 the sink afterwards, picking up a piece of paper in, you know, on the trash, um, going out of your way to help somebody else. Like those are the things that as you set that example of your leader, of your walk with Jesus Christ, um, those are, the, I think those are the things that people are going to go wow, there's something different about that young man. Mm. You could be the best singer and guitar player and up on stage, but like you're expected to lead well in that moment. You're not expect. I, I mean, I, okay, 
people are not looking for you to go the extra mile in your other stuff just being around. But that shows your heart and your integrity and who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think you you just you hit the nail on the head. Like Jesus Christ is the greatest leader of all time. So we've got to put our our lives in a place where we're being fully led by him because we need to be following that example of leadership in everything that we're doing, not just when we're on the stage. That's so good. That's so good. And and I'm going to say something that is, first of all, directed at myself, secondly, directed at all the leaders. Okay, so what are you doing before the service? Are you hanging in the green room, kind of isolated off from everybody? Or are you out, you know, kind of working the room, shaking hands, having conversations with people? That's another uh, leadership point, um, I would say. And I would also say that I need to do more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, even in year, in year 26, I need to not kind of isolate myself off from the congregation because I'm, you know, concerned that uh, I'm going to get, you know, fried over not doing a regular hymn the week before, you know, we, we tomlin, tomlin something up or whatever. Um, you know, I would encourage you, get out with the people. Yeah, that that goes, no idea how far that will go. Um, I talked about it a little bit earlier when I um, went to the hospital yesterday. So it was a, an older lady. I walked in. And she lit up, oh, Pastor Jeremy, thank you so much for coming to see me. And like, we know each other in passing, don't know each other well. Um, but she made a comment when I was leaving that I, I didn't even think about. And she was just like, I said, hey, when, you, when you're able to get back to church, make sure you find me and give me a hug. And she goes, oh, I don't have to find you. You're always out with the people. Mm, that's good, man. And, I applaud And that, that. was like, that, that was a big thing for me of like, because it's very easy in tech and production to go, Oh gosh, are the slides running right now? Is this going in? And a lot of times, and depending on where you're at and the size of the church, I know it would. It seems that the pressure goes up to make sure things run without a hitch, and so you get so so caught up in making sure that everything is done and done correctly, and and that's part of what you got to do. But like, I like what the guys from MXU uh, have to say. Before you lay a hand on that console to mix, you better have shaken a hand. Mm, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. go out, love on some people, love some volunteers. You know, maybe you can't. At, at, you know, that that 15 minutes leading up to, to service is mission critical and you've got to be there. Well, you know what? Once that service ends, get out there and give it to people. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so, and, and if you can't do that, then talk to your leadership. Make sure you have time to do it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You don't, your job to love people is just not on Saturday and Sunday. That's good, man. That's so good. I've always, I've always said to to my leadership, like, um, my most of my leading happens during the week, the the week and the services on the weekend. That's kind of when we throw the party. Um, yeah. That's that's that you you hit it on the head when you said that's like ten percent. Um, uh, this is real, young folks. I hope I hope you're listening. Um, uh, and again, like I said earlier, learn from my mistakes. Um, yeah. cause I've made a lot, a lot of them. Um, and, uh, you know, if I can pass on some of that, that will help get you further down the, the pike. I'd love, I'd love to do that. So, well, speaking of passing on things that are going to help you get further down the pike, Dude. we're about to jump into part two with Candace Payne. Buckle your seatbelts. Buckle up. Um, and I'm going to say this, put your big boy pants on. Yep. 
Put your big girl pants on. Candace is going to share some hard truth that as worship and tech people, we need to hear. And uh, so we are praying that as we get into the second part of the episode, um, that God does an amazing thing in your life as you listen. And so here you go. Here is part two with Candace Payne. <laughs> Thanks. So I don't know if you're able to answer this next question. Oh, okay. you're, pr- oh, you're pretty open and you're pretty transparent. But like, I'm so afraid is- right now, but the two of you have... <laughs> The two of you, have, the processing Pharisee is over, over here, like fearful. I, I honestly think I have found my spirit animal, to be quite honest with you. Um, so what would be like a fun fact about Candace Payne that not many people would know? Wow. It could be kind of anything. Like yeah. I've shared a million times. I, I like to watch When Calls the Heart when my wife's not in, in the house. Like I'll watch it by myself. So. Uh, I can give you a fun fact. It's not really fun. It probably more so is going to put people on, you know, on the ready when they meet me. But um, <laughs> I, I actually don't enjoy hugging strangers. I am more introvert than you would think. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm a very, very extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. Like I actually love my home. I love quiet. I love time to process. And listen, if you're a worship leader, you get this. You're known as the creative one. You're known as the charismatic one, regardless, whatever, you know, church staff. You're you're the one that you're allowed to raise your hands and give expression to your relationship with God. Um, But for me, I just got to be real. I, I am not your typical creative because I'm creative, but yet I also process deep. Um, Yeah. And I think that that would be kind of like an assumption made of me is that there's some shallow uh, here, you know, because uh, rightfully so. The way the world has gotten to know me is just through a good old laughing time, you know, with a toy. Hello, it makes yeah. sense, right? But I think in all honesty, I'm very introverted to the fact that that I process a lot of things. Um, hugs from strangers scare me sometimes because they hug too freaking hard. My back hurts when you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, old oh, oh, yeah. let up, let up. That's too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I love you, but that hurt my actual joints. Why you got to squeeze so hard? Um, and not only that, I feel like um, something that a lot of people wouldn't know about me, but that is, Oh, it's always true. Um, I actually have a hard time being and maintaining close friendships for a long period of time. And Mm. I think it's because everybody thinks they're my friend. Um, and so I have a lot of friends. So deep inner core friendships, I've worked really, really hard to get them. Mm. And I work really, really, really hard to keep them. Yeah. Because it's easy for me to move on to the next in every area of my life. And friendship, unfortunately, has been one that's taken a, a blow. Mm. And I've seen that as a character flaw. And I've um, actually made a, a way to try to make that better, a lot better. And I see the value in it. I need it, you know? Yeah. Well, and as yeah. a speaker, as a leader, as a, you know, you're making people laugh. Like they've shared this personal moment with you. And so they feel this connection, man. They want to come up. And of course, Candace Payne, I've never met her before, but of course she wants to hug me for a really long, intense time. And we're going to be best friends because we're so close because we shared this personal moment. Listen, female to female hugging is never going to be fun for me. 
I don't want your boobies to touch my boobies. This is like just by and large, just a personal boundary we need to have. I, you know, guys are the ones in ministry that are always like side hug. I'm like girls too. We can, we can develop, we can opt for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to not draw me to your bosom. We're good. You should make a shirt that says, I like side hugs. <laughs> there you go. So many shirt designs in my head. Oh, so I many. love this so much. We are shattering. Dude, I can tell you because when does this podcast air? Let me ask that. Let me ask that. This will go. It'll be a week um, from Tuesday. Oh, okay. A week from tomorrow. A week yeah. from tomorrow. So, um. I'm doing an event with Sean Bowles in Dallas here at the end of May. And if you're listening to this and you've already missed it, then too bad for y'all. But um, like for those that are going to be there, I've actually made a shirt <laughs> that, listen, it's a prophetic conference. They're talking about prophecy. What kind of shirt do you think that I just made? It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it says, simply put, I have a word for you. <laughs> Anyways, oh my you say put it on a shirt i'm there oh, that's like my uh, oh man oh my gosh okay okay this is the last question in the frank <laughs> it's a little more on the serious side okay so, but you're you're in a great position to answer this so if we could gather everybody in the same room like and it would be worship leaders and production people and volunteers singers players we got them all in this huge arena yeah. And we we like, ladies and gentlemen, Candace Payne has something to say to you. What, yeah. what would you say to all those people? Wow. First of all, I would tell them, um, you are as spiritually wise as the pastor. Um, I feel like that's the biggest undervalue that everybody in that position has felt. Mm -hmm. I'm just a singer. I'm just a guitar player. I'm just a drummer. I'm, and I'm sitting here going, Dude, you're bringing the kingdom of heaven in a way that's very mysterious and yet tangible in yeah. some aspects. And so why would we ever devalue you as a human to say that you're not as wise as a speaker or an author or a pastor? Yeah. Um, so I really feel like a lot of worship leaders need to understand you are not only wise, but you're, you're called to a level of devotion to God in that same arena as a pastor, author, speaker, as yeah. the one that gets 45 minutes where you get 25 minutes, you still need to study as though you get 45 minutes. Mm. You still need wow. to connect with God as though you get that 45 minutes. Um, because there are some people that they're only going to connect in the worship. There are some people they're only going to connect in the, the teaching and speaking time. But here's the deal. Yep. You're not responsible for how people connect to God. You're responsible to bring what you've connected with God. And that's yep. it. And the thing right. is, if you're offering fluff, we're all going to feel it. Yeah. All, I mean, like you can't hide that junk. There's that's no right. way to hide it. Your lack of talent. Um, that's one thing that you can practice on and get better at, you know, but as far as your lack of depth in the knowledge of the word, you cannot think. Mm. And we all, right. feel it. we all feel it. And we all feel it in the, your prayers in between songs. Listen, your lyrics shouldn't be your highest conversation about God. Oof, 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 oof. And okay, I, stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. 
everybody, everybody, I want you to stop for a second. We're going to take a minute. <laughs> I need you. I, I need you to write that down. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait for a second. Go ahead. Boom. Yeah. Your lyrics should yeah. not be your highest conversation about God. <laughs> you shouldn't rely on what somebody else's experience with the Father has given them to be your theology. Oh mm. my gosh. Mm. Um. I mean. Good night. Man, game over. Chewbacca mom's in here dropping haymakers, man. <laughs> I love it. Suck it, Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, exactly. this, this is from somebody that I I was grooming my heart to be prepared to be a worship leader. This, you want to know why I was so eager to do this podcast? Listen, I've been on Jen Hatmakers. I've been on like, national ones. I, it's not... It's not something that I normally just see a request come through and be like, yeah, let's do that for media's sake or publicity's sake. And let's just put something out. Like I connect with these listeners right now because I've been you. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've been struggling to have somebody see anything deeper in me than just a guitar player to mm. fill in. Yeah. Can you just get back behind me and just play something? How, how does that feel when you go, dude, can I grab the mic and tell you what the Lord's doing in my life? Mm, yeah. You know? Um, so I identify with you, but at the same time, I also see that, um, Oh, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Oh Let's yeah. Go. Okay. I think right now, if you take a holistic look at the church, capital C church, wherever you're at in ministry, you may be able to see bruises on the bride of Christ. You may be able to see like, like little things that need improvement or where she's taken some hits. However, if you were to have my view that I've had over the past three years, where now I travel and I see different denominations, I see different churches, I see more than just the worship piece of it. Like if you were to gain that experience, I guarantee the thing that you would see are wounds that you never even knew she had. Mm, correct. Mm, correct. And with that, when you're thinking about a wounded body of Christ, you need to start loving her as though the bridegroom loves her. Mm, that's right. And that's we, right. we don't do that. We love the church for um, our paycheck as worship leaders sometimes, as advancement and promotion in ministry sometimes. Yep. And we love the church for what she can make us feel like how good can I feel from the church? But we forget the capital C church is never God. It's never a descriptor of God. That's a descriptor of his people. Yeah. So we're always going to be hurt by people, right? When we look right. at God, he is completely different. He's chosen yep. the church. He's chosen the people to advance the gospel, the good news. All right. So we're going to start there. Now I want to build on to what I really have to say. I just had to lay that foundation. Now looking at the wounds of the church, holistically, as worship people. All right, you're in this room. You've asked me, what would I tell everybody? Mm -hmm. In this room. Yeah. Stop putting on leftover garbage from other worship leaders that they've discarded in their talents and gifts and abilities as your own gifting. God needs you individually to be what he's created in the body. Mm. Oh my gosh. And you're collecting scraps from the dumpster of somebody else that didn't make it into the Christian realm of being a worship leader that got a record deal. It, it's like you're, you're, you're trying to live in the overflow of somebody else's anointing. 
rather than just oh. living in your own. Hmm. I see that everywhere. Listen, y'all, unity is not the same as uniformity, and uniformity is definitely not the same as unity. Yeah. Hmm? try to be just like each other. We're like, let me take that person's song, the way that they do it. Let's put this bridge. It's going to be, oh, we're going to swell right there. It's going to be amazing. And then even our prophetic encounters, let's leave 12 bars for space. Singers, we want you to just have this moment. But those moments that you're replicating are, are just that. They're, they're repeating other people's moments that they've had with God. Mm. The yeah. church is wounded from that mess. As a worship leader, stop it. Like yeah. literally discover how God has gifted you. And then more importantly, what has he breathed on you? That anointing. What is he, what is he doing that when you are leading, he has his hands on your shoulders every step of it? Yeah. And you know it's him and not you. Oh, yeah. Um, like worship leaders, here's the deal. You want to know why? I get so jacked up about the new Bethel album and that song, Ain't No Grave. You want to know why I love that song? Is because it finally takes creativity and artistry, bringing it back to the church. We, yeah. are, we are victims right now. The, the body is wounded in our worship circles from three chords and uniformity. Yeah. And we need worship leaders that are saying, like Rita Springer, y'all. Come on, people that paved the way and that are John the Baptist in the worship world going, I'm going to shout out in the wilderness spots, prepare the way of the Lord. And here's how you do it. You do it in a way that says, this is what God's gifted in me as a worshiper. And it yeah. doesn't, it may not look like you. It may not be the same chords as you. It may not be the same flow as you, but we know without a doubt, the spirit of God was here when that happened. And that's what we need from you. It's not about you becoming really cute in your skinny jeans and your awesome, beautiful, flowing kimono and, and cardigan. You know, I mean, like, it's about what has God planted in your heart? And what's that overflow? And don't be so daggum self-indulgent that you forget there's a whole world here with you that needs to be able to hear clearly the gospel in every song. That's right. My That's goodness. Right. My goodness. Okay, so we talk about this occasionally what we expect yeah. from a guest and what we get from a guest. And the only, the <laughs> only thing that fits is a quote from Christmas vacation. Yes. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Yeah. Not yeah. that I expected fluff, but good night, girl, you have yeah. got such a depth wow. to share. Well, one thing. Thanks. One thing that's just shocking me is like, you have literally, like put your finger on the pulse of what we feel like we want this podcast. Mm -hmm. And eventually as we reveal Mr. Probs, the ideas that we have, like yeah, so many wounded worship leaders out there. Yeah. So many wounded churches. Right. Yeah. And so like, we've just, we, we feel it. We're feeling this calling to be part of bringing health back to worship leaders mm -hmm. to help bring health back to the church, because the greatest weapon we have against the, what the world's trying to throw at us through depression, despair, lies is our worship back to God. Mm -hmm. But we've got a lot of people who are wounded that are trying to Come out of on. their woundedness lead. What would it look like to see a, 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 a nation of worship leaders yeah. who were healthy and past the yeah. wounding leading the people yeah, yeah, yeah. to their own health and stuff. And so I think you just like, you just, like I said, you've literally just put your finger on the pulse of what we really feel like God wants to do with all this. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, before we started recording, you said that I could talk about anything. So I feel like in my gut, I'm supposed to say two things to you. Um, I could say these off the recording and it would make you feel really, really good about what you're doing, but I want to honor you and I want your audience to hear this as well. Um, and I'm going to start by talking about me first, but I'm going to get there. Okay. Um, so I want people to be like, Oh my gosh, she's just talking about herself. No, there's a reason. There's a correlation. Uh, earlier in, uh, 2017, God gave me a word through somebody else that I am to be a bull in a China shop. Now as a fat female, that did not go over well with me. I wanted to punch that first person in the face. And, um, yeah. And then they started to explain. They're like, no, really what we're telling you is this, is that I'm telling you, God sees you as somebody that you occupy space, that when you walk into a room, just by naturally being who you are, you break things. Mm. And, and there's a lot of things in the church that need to be broken. They're traditional, they're on the wall, they're so pretty, but they need to come down. And mm. what, and you're saying that you also are breakers. You want to restore these wounds of worship leaders. You want to see them. Listen, I couldn't champion that more because mm. I've been praying for three freaking years. God, please send me anywhere but the church. Mm. They're so yeah. mean. They're so yeah. mean. <laughs> like they're the most unhappy, mean people I know sometimes. Yeah. I'm not saying that for everybody. So don't get your panties in a wad, but I'm saying most of the time, church people are the jerks. You know, yes. and, um, and he's telling me, I'm calling you to break the traditions that make them that way. Mm. And you're mm. sitting there saying you're wanting to have worship leaders be healthy and whole. I would say this is just like a sweet little mama warning voice. You have a beautiful meme, meme page, and you do these memes that expose those things that need to be broken. They do it in a sarcastic way and they do it in a way that makes you go, Oh, somebody vented today. That's good. That's good. We'll get about that. I felt it with them, you know? Um, but I would say the warning is this. Don't let sarcasm be the arc of your ministry because what yeah. your, what your purpose is, is to restore. It's, it's That's not right. just to break down. It's to restore the worship leader to say, I want to expose what's broken. And here yeah. in this comical way in a meme, I'm exposing what's broken, but I also want to bring alongside of it what can be restored. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the first things that I private messaged y'all was when you started highlighting volunteers in churches, mm-hmm. I said, Hey, this is the extra step. Mm-hmm. This is where you go and you do some phenomenal things. It's one thing to have a sarcastic tongue in the church. We all know that person. Well, yeah. know that person that that's their way of inventing their um, frustration and their limitations, honestly, yeah. be, yeah. that kind of hurt. But you know what I mean? The reality is though, to hear your heart say, we want healthy worship leaders. What would it look like if that happened? Um, I'm just going to challenge your, your listeners. I think that this is a game changer and a door door switch right now. I think we've actually just had a door swing open to say, Hey, Mr. Probs, what we're going to see from y'all is this ability to call things out on the carpet when it's wounding us, mm-hmm. but you're going to find some healing in it too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and, and to just encourage you, what you're yeah. doing is valuable. I mean, listen, Appreciate I don't think that. just with me, I think God's setting up people to break things all around this planet. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the main reason why is he's always told us the secret to it. It's not hidden from us. We shouldn't be surprised. But his agenda is to have his kingdom come, 
his will be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. And so when that happens, we can't have these little systematic parties where we're doing our own thing. And, um, and so to break that, to say, let's expose that, let's do it in a way that normalizes it and makes people accept it because it's got humor behind it. Mm -hmm. Guys, I couldn't be more proud of it. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't be more proud of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you. We uh, appreciate that. Yeah. The, the, it's funny, the meme account and it's it's just literally the tip of the iceberg of what God is doing behind the scenes. So I love that. That's so good. Yeah. So in a, an exponentially smaller way, like the meme account is our, (laughs) is our viral video. You know what I mean? The meme meme account is our Chewbacca mom, uh, you know, video that hopefully opens doors and gives us that access that you just talked about. You know, um, uh, we have, uh, you know, a senior pastor on regularly, Scott Longyear. And we, we have, uh, we talk about this all the time. We have legit, uh, dreams for this mm. that so would good. help us get, help us get there, man, with some healing. You know, I, I, always, yeah. you, you could, you can't work in the church for a single, just, you can work there for a week and you, you probably get a, at least a few of the things that we're talking about right in the page. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but let's not stay there, man. Let's not stay in our woundedness. And I, I love that encouragement from you, man. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think y'all are doing some good stuff. I'm excited to have people listen to this and, and respond because I do think this is a bigger conversation than what we even can hope, imagine, or dream from it. Um, I hope that worship leaders are hearing this and they get tired of the the Christian celebrity dumb. I, I hope. Yeah. I, I hope that they feel in their heart a holy disrest when it comes to what's happening in their personal church of fifty or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say, "I can't stay here. I can't stay here. We got to move past it." And then yep. they get past the the old lady that says, "Hey." the drums need to come down or you need to, you know, I mean, it's just the things. It's just the things. If I've learned anything in 39 years, nearly 40 on this planet, I would say the biggest tool that the enemy has and the only tool, and I really want to make that clear. He has one, he has one and it's to make us ineffective. Mm. That's really all he has is just one agenda and it's to make us ineffective. And the reason I say that is because we're promised in the scriptures that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Mm. There's no, there's no way that he's taking those back. Mm. Yeah. There's no way he says they're irrevocable. And when he speaks it, it's done. And when you look at an enemy that is against us, that has a tactic for the church, it only stands to make us ineffective. Mm. Right. Mm. And I just see this in church after church, after heartache, after heartache. That's right. It's how he's making us ineffective. So just take your eyes off yourself, get in the word, actually love Jesus, obey his commands, because that's a byproduct of it and do some good. Amen. Bring it right. Heaven come, come on. Amen. You got a job. Live, live in your identity and go out and shock the Absolutely. world. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And don't be weird about it. Can I just say that final? <laughs> don't be weird. Yes. yes. Like, just stop being so stinking weird to this world. They're done. And don't be uneducated about it. Shut your mouth if you don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know. Good. We'll save you a world of heartache in this world. Mm. I don't know, but I will go find out. Yeah. I don't even care if I want to find out sometimes. <laughs> I can just tell you I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't love know. This. 
people want me to have an answer on everything because I have a book and I have platform. And I'm like, I look at them and say, I don't know. And here's a bigger truth. I don't even know that I care about that. But what I do know is that I actually have empathy for what you're walking through. And I do know Psalm 23 says that I shall want for nothing, that goodness and mercy will follow me. I mean, there are things yeah. that I do know that I can say yes to. But if that's you right. want me to you know, get in on the boat with you on Crazy Town about a topic that's making us all ineffective, I'm not joining you. Mm. We're not taking yeah. that Willy Wonka ride. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And drop Let's that go. and be okay. Well, Mr. Probs, I am encouraged, equipped. I've been entertained by Miss Payne. And I am convicted. Like one of the things that like kicked me in the teeth that I, I just, I've never really thought about is when she was going on about not living in somebody else's anointing of what God was doing in their place. That yes. was like, that's groundbreaking. Yes, it is. You know, and cause it's so easy. Uh, yeah, we're just going to do this elevations. And even in my years of, ex I find myself like doing the same ad libs or filling in the same way that they fill in a, in an instrumental break or whatever. And guys, we gotta, it has to, it has to flow out of a genuine, authentic walk with the Lord. What That's you're right. doing in public is just a celebration of what God is doing in you in private. Ooh. I have nothing else to add. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. If you wouldn't mind, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast app uh, right now, whether it's Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, would you leave us a five-star rating and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about the Worship Leader Probs Instagram account. And guys, we just, uh, we're thankful for you. We love you guys. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.